Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Spring to Life podcast. I'm Caitlin, your host slash hormone health coach, femme educator, Pilates instructor, and creator of the Spring to Life method. My goal is to promote feminine body independence and share stories of female resiliency to help you love your body more and unleash your inner superpower, your period. In this episode, we are going to discuss how to begin cycle syncing. In a previous episode, I discussed the difference between cycle syncing and cycle charting. One is about syncing your life to your cycle. One is about tracking the biomarkers of your cycle for fertility awareness. We are going to be talking about the former today and how it can uh, influence your life, how you can start to implement it into your life and some of the benefits. So just to recap, cycle syncing is defined as the practice of changing your diet, exercise, and lifestyle habits to align with the stages of your menstrual cycle. So one of the biggest, most key things that you need to know in order to begin cycle syncing are the four stages of your menstrual cycle. So we are all pretty aware of our periods. That would be our menstrual phase. I think a lot of times this is thought of as the end of the cycle, but it's actually the beginning. So if you think of the beginning of the year as being January and it's still cold, it's not springtime yet, that is the beginning of your cycle. So your menstrual phase generally is going to last anywhere between uh, three to seven days, uh, three to five being the average. And during your menstrual phase, your hormones, estrogen and progesterone are at their lowest. Therefore, your energy is also at its lowest. So I like to think of this as like hibernation stage. But once things thaw out, once winter ends, we can move into spring, which is our follicular phase. This is when estrogen starts to rise, when you start to get some uh, follicular activity in the ovaries, which is uh, triggered from our pituitary gland in the brain. So the follicular phase is pretty variable. It can last anywhere from three to 10 days, and lots of things can impact this, lifestyle, stress, Um, exercise, things like that, starting to track your cycle will give you a better idea of kind of where you fall in that range. But it's important to note that your estrogen is rising. So you should notice a pretty uh, noticeable uptick in your energy as you enter your follicular phase. Um, You probably know like when your period ends, you start to feel a little bit more lively, a little bit more um, maybe extroverted, you want to get out a little bit more, do a little bit more, that's your follicular phase. After your follicular phase is your ovulatory phase. And this is like your internal summer. Uh, Summer is never long enough, in my opinion. Same thing with your ovulatory phase. It's quick. It goes by quickly. So your ovulatory phase, um, I mean, you ovulate on one day basically, but you can classify that phase as usually about five to seven days, kind of similar to your period. And it is marked by peaking estrogen. And you'll be able to tell you're in your ovulatory phase because you will be able to observe uh, fertile cervical mucus, which is kind of that egg white consistency. So when you start to notice Um, a little bit of moisture down there turning into that slick lubricative uh, consistency, then you know that you are in your ovulatory phase. 
after your ovulatory phase, summer ends, wanes down, we move into autumn, that is your luteal phase. And this is anywhere from nine to 18 days, typically um, looking for about 12, that's the average. Um, and I kind of think of this in two acts because as you're coming off of your uh, ovulatory phase, your estrogen was super high, uh, your energy was really high, you're probably going to sustain some of that energy at least for like the first week of your luteal phase. Um, but then it starts to wane. Progesterone takes over. Um, progesterone should keep you feeling good as you approach your period. It should keep those PMS symptoms at bay. Um, but you will notice that your energy starts to wane as you approach your next period. Uh, so those are the four phases. We've got menstrual, follicular, ovulatory, luteal. A normal menstrual cycle lasts anywhere from 24 to 36 days. So you're somewhere in that range in your cycle. So once you know which uh, phases you're moving through, then you can start to cycle sync your life. So I like to um, think of it uh, kind of divided into four, obviously. So if you're starting with your menstrual phase, this is a great time for reflection. You're not necessarily going to want to go out and tackle a big project at this point. This is about thinking about what happened in the previous cycle, what went well, what didn't, what you want to achieve in the next cycle, and just kind of sitting with your thoughts, finding some clarity and allowing yourself to rest in order to move forward as you enter your follicular phase, which I think of as the planning phase. Your brain is really wired during this time to uh, kind of make lists, plan things out. This is a great time to schedule your calendar, um, anything like scheduling wise, planning wise, follicular phase is great for this. Um, then once you move into your ovulatory phase or the end of your follicular phase into your ovulatory phase, this is a great time for execution, um, the big meeting, the big presentation, the big job interview. That's what you want to do during this time because you are feeling most confident, uh, most outgoing, most sociable. You have that glow um, to your skin even. You're just feeling your best at this point. So anything that you want to have that confidence for, any kind of activity or job-related thing, if you can plan it for this phase of your cycle, uh, chances are it's going to be rad. After your ovulatory phase, as you move into your luteal phase, this is kind of like the wrap-up time. If you ever notice that suddenly you just want to spend the whole day like reorganizing your closet or cleaning out your pantry or like, you know, just totally cleaning your house, you might be in your luteal phase because our focus really shifts at this point to kind of you're preparing. Like I like to think of like how squirrels prepare for the winter by like storing their nuts and stuff. You kind of your focus turns to wanting to prepare yourself for your winter that is coming up for your period that's coming up. So you're wrapping things up, organizing, fine tuning the details, finishing projects, so that you can then kind of have things like sealed up, tied with a neat little bow as you move into your next cycle. So that's kind of like a general overview. And of course it takes time to be able to uh, shift your life in this way, um, especially if you work um, 
for like a corporate job, if you're not working for yourself, um, it might take a little bit of fine tuning and tweaking in order to be able to um, cycle sync things like your career and your job. Um, but it's great to keep in mind if you can start to like kind of reorganize things that you do in your work life to fit into those phases of your cycle, you might notice that like, especially if it's like a scheduling thing or a planning thing, if you start to do it in your follicular phase, it's going to take you less time than if you're trying to do it when you're on your period or in your luteal phase. Um, and same goes for, you know, like doing a big presentation. If you can do that during your ovulatory phase versus <laughs> during your menstrual phase, you're going to feel just so much better about it. So those are just really simple things. Um, so let's talk about nutrition a little bit here. So if you think of the seasons, um, I think you can see that reflected in the way that you would shift your diet throughout your cycle. Um, I, when I first started cycle syncing, I, I thought like, okay, I have all these books and I want to follow all these recipes. And there's all these like different ways that you can, uh, change your diet throughout your cycle, but it kind of becomes a little bit more complicated than it has to be. So if you think about winter, you want really warming grounding food. So I like to have soups and broths and roasted vegetables um, and maybe a casserole or something like that, something like rich and soothing. You literally want to keep your womb warm. So having a cup of bone broth or a warm soup is a great idea. And your body is probably going to be receptive to that. Probably does not want a cold smoothie while you're on your period. Maybe you do, but <laughs> if you're not feeling it, you shouldn't feel bad about yourself like because you're deviating from your routine or something. You should really listen to your body's signals in that way. And I think that that's the best way to approach it when you're thinking about cycle syncing your diet because you always want to be getting your protein, fat, and carbs, um, you know, three square meals a day, keeping your blood sugar balanced. It just might differ in the way the food is delivered to you. So menstrual phase, warm foods, roasted vegetables, warm soups and broths. That's awesome. As you move into your follicular phase, uh, your appetite might lighten a little bit. So you might crave that colder smoothie. You might want to eat more raw veggies at this point, having salads, things like that. Um, but still making sure that you're getting a balanced plate of macros. Uh, as you move into your ovulatory phase, if you think of like summer, lots of fruits and vegetables, lots of vitamin C, uh, rich fruits and vegetables are great here. Um, I like to start to incorporate some like anti-inflammatory things such as, um, turmeric. I love to make like a bone broth latte with coconut milk and turmeric in it. Um, so yeah, just kind of think of what you would eat in the summertime. Uh, lots of fruits and vegetables and smoothies, uh, salads, things like that. And then as you move into your luteal phase, we're kind of getting into that more homey, earthy, grounding place. So you're starting to incorporate more of those root vegetables, still keeping with like anti-inflammatory herbs. Um, turmeric is just such a great um, thing to be cooking with, but really any spices, cayenne, cinnamon, 
Um, I love cardamom. Um, that's a great addition too if you're a coffee drinker. Um, adding some spices to your coffee can give it flavor and um, also give you some added benefits of blood sugar balance or anti-inflammatory. I love adding um, little honey and cayenne, honey and cinnamon, honey and cardamom, um, even pumpkin pie spice, and then with some full fat milk or coconut milk, delicious. Um, so I don't like to complicate it anymore when it comes to nutrition and cycle syncing because you really are kind of keeping it pretty standard um, in terms of your macros. That way you're going to keep your blood sugar balanced. Um, if you really want to integrate something, I think seed cycling is great. And I have a whole episode on seed cycling with Julia Kormansky, who is the founder of Mansky's Wellness, a seed cycling company. So I do incorporate her seed cycling blends. She has glow and radiant. I believe glow is for the first half of your cycle and radiant is for the second half of your cycle. So they are uh, a pumpkin flax blend for the first half of your cycle and a, uh, excuse me, a sesame sunflower blend for the second half of your cycle. And that's going to give you all of the lignans and the omegas and things that your body needs and like all these vitamins, nutrients, and minerals. Um, and my favorite way is to either put that in a smoothie or make a yogurt bowl. I'll thaw some frozen berries, throw some plain yogurt in there. My seeds, I like to add flax seeds too for extra fiber drizzle a little honey and cinnamon on there, mix it up and it is so delicious. And it's not just like a sweet treat because you're getting all of these excellent nutrients. So if you really want to cycle sync your nutrition, that is a really simple way to start. Um, I think that eating seasonally in general is a great way to honor this as well. So depending on where you live, in the world, in the country, you're going to have different vegetables in season at different times of the year. So trying to keep that in mind, like for me, it's winter. I just arrived in Montana, so I'm not trying to eat a bunch of tropical veggies like pineapples and mangoes and things like that because it's simply not in season. But what is in season are oranges. We've got some great apples, um, citrus, really. So lots of lemon in my water oranges, clementines, cuties, things like that. And you can just kind of Google wherever you are, what's in season, going to the farmer's market is great. Getting like a farm delivery box is a great way to honor that. And I think that that really helps you to honor the seasons and cycles on a little bit more of a macro level, and then also feel that reflection in your body. So that is how you can kind of cycle sync your job and your diet. I'm going to do an entire episode on cycle syncing your exercise in terms of my spring to life method cyclical Pilates app, and that will be coming out soon. But I do want to briefly cover how you can start to adjust your exercise according to the phases of your cycle in order to get the most benefits because for me, especially coming from the background of being a professional ballet dancer and having the mindset of like more is more pain is weakness, leaving the body. Like, you know, if it's, if it hurts, it's good. Like all of these kind of toxic mantras. Um, I felt like if I wanted to see results, I needed to be pushing myself every single time I went to work out. Um, and if I was doing something, uh, slower. Like, honestly, I've always really craved yin yoga, but I felt like it was a waste of time. And now I know that that is just like such a preposterous 
idea and it really is beneficial. Um, and this is why, because while you're moving through the phases of your cycle, your body is responding to different, uh, intensities of exercise. So during your menstrual phase, this is a great time to take it easy, go for a walk, do some yin yoga, do some light stretching. If you feel like doing like a light Pilates flow or something like that, that's great, but you don't need to feel the need to push yourself really hard. Um, and actually if you do push yourself really hard, like for instance, with a HIIT workout or lots of cardio, things like that, you can actually cause more damage. It's going to cause more inflammation. Your body might be able to push through it, um, fairly easily because you're kind of putting yourself in this stress response. So your body is going to respond by allowing you to push through, but because that's not really what your body wants to be doing, it's not going to recover as quickly. You're going to prolong your recovery time because you could have just been resting and recovering in the first place. And then once you enter your follicular phase, you notice that uptick in energy, then you can respond accordingly with your exercise intensity. This is a good time to start to add in the cardio, um, maybe ramp up the intensity a little bit. I like to do this a uh, little bit harder, longer Pilates mat flows, maybe get on the apparatus at this point. Um, you can start to do like group classes. You might, as you approach your ovulatory phase, feel uh, like a, maybe if you really like doing hard, intense workouts, this is a great time to do those HIIT workouts, the big cardio workouts, because your body is going to respond. You're going to get the most benefits out of it. You're going to be able to recover a little bit easier um, and maybe get a few more of those workouts in. But it's important to remember it's about quality over quantity. That's one of my favorite mantras these days, quality over quantity when it comes to everything, including exercise. Um, it's not necessarily about getting in the same incredibly difficult workout every single day. Um, and you know, coming from where I've come from, I have pushed myself really hard on a regular basis and seen absolutely no change in my body or like the opposite type of change that I wanted to see. And it's because my nervous system was not regulated. I was causing more inflammation in my body and my body was not in a place where it could relax and kind of like release what it was holding onto. I was pushing myself into this kind of like fight or flight state where my body felt like things were like it needed to hold on to everything that it had in order to survive because I wasn't giving it the space to relax. So I really noticed a huge change when I started to lay off the hard spin workouts and the hot yoga, my body responded by, and also eating more, my body responded by releasing all of this bloat and inflammation and water weight that had been holding onto for so long. And I finally felt like, okay, this is what my body feels like. It's just been so long since I felt this way. So once you finish your ovulatory phase, you get your harder workouts in, maybe you do some group classes, some dance workouts, something like that. You move into your luteal phase. This is a great time to come back to the strength training. I love doing mat-based Pilates workouts here. Obviously I'm a Pilates girly, but um, honestly Pilates and walking are, are it. Um, and I definitely, I wanna talk more about the science of that on an, another episode, but sometimes you can do less and achieve more. 
So if you think about how your energy is fluctuating throughout your cycle, that is how the intensity of your exercise should fluctuate. And you can kind of figure out what feels good for you. Some people really like hard, intense workouts. Um, but I think it's also important to ask yourself before you work out, is this what my body needs right now? Or is this what I think my body should need right now? Um, cause sometimes I think we're like a little bit addicted to the workout itself or like that adrenaline rush, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's also not always what your body needs. So just a little note to leave you with there. Um, so that's kind of like the basics of how you can start to cycle sync. Um, one of the key things that we haven't touched on yet is how to figure out where you're at in your cycle. And yes, there's lots of apps out there that can kind of guide you through it. Um, it's also important to note that no app can ever predict ovulation. It can only be confirmed after the fact. And especially when you are just starting out on this journey, I think it's really, really beneficial to put pen to paper, which is why I have developed my own journaling template, the spring to life method journaling template, because I found that when you take the time to put pen to paper, you have to really tune into what's going on with your body and pay attention to the signs and symptoms and all these things. And you get a little bit more familiar, a little bit more quickly when you are journaling that way. And it also, it's not just a cycle tracker. It's also kind of this um, brain dump that takes you through past, present, and future in order to really set your mindset up through the day. Um, and I found it really helpful, especially during times when I'm really struggling with like PMS or if I'm feeling down mentally, it has been a real game changer for me in terms of being able to turn things around, uh, get the negative thoughts out of my head and kind of start fresh. So that is a free download that I have for you because I think it's a really important thing for all of us to be able to tune into. And I will post the link for that in the show notes, but being able to start to track your cycle that way is going to be really beneficial and then being able to sync your cycle, sync your daily activities, your exercise, your diet to your cycle. And if you sign up for that journal freebie, you'll also get a couple emails that will give you a little bit more in-depth info on your cycle and what's going on just so that you can really start to implement things with confidence. And there are also ways for you to connect with me if you need any other assistance, if you want any support in any way. So I want to have it all there for you. Um, I'm really excited that so many women are interested in cycle syncing. When I first learned about this a couple years ago, I just could not believe that this was something we were not taught about our bodies. Um, so I think it's just really wonderful. It makes me so happy that so many women want to connect with themselves in this way. And I'm so excited to see what the future holds when all of these women have this knowledge about their bodies and are able to harness their superpower. 
All right. Thank you so much for tuning into the Spring to Life podcast. Make sure to check out the show notes for the resources I mentioned in this episode, that cycle tracking journal template. And if you learned something new or if you resonated with this conversation, please share. Tag me in your Instagram stories at Spring to Life Method. Leave a five-star review or simply share it with a girlfriend because all women deserve to know their superpower. 